prosecution outlined how accounting practices fuck? What? what kind of likeness is that? They were great artists to be in a museum. And fucking fodder for cartoonists now. For another episode of Gutter Boys, Gutter Boys is a small press comics podcast about the ins, the outs, the highs, and the lows of making comics. I am your host JB with my co-host Cam. Uh, Cam has survived the uh, the great Louisville storm of twenty three. Yeah, the the hurricane winds that were up to eighty miles per hour. But <laughs> Blake was saying that he was walking because his job has like two buildings. He was walking from one to the other, and he said that he almost fell over. <laughs> I was actually just thinking, like, I'm just imagining uh, Blake flying past your window <laughs> while you're working. Yeah, but he almost, you know, Blake's just a stick. He almost got, bl- like, you know, blown in the wind. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad the boys are okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, how is, did Dylan's house survive? <laughs> Yeah, no, Louisville actually ended up okay. We just oh, had, okay. like, there was a lot of power outages from the wind just, like, taking down lines and fucking up trees. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we didn't get any tornadoes, so uh, okay. no, like, mass devastation. But, okay. um, yeah. Uh, a lot of businesses are closed today still because they don't have power, but my side of Louisville has power, so. Damn. Yeah. Hopefully they get it back soon. Uh, we were actually put in a state of emergency because of the power outages um i think that just essentially means they send more resources to us to like more linemen and shit but enough of that boring shit um <laughs> on this episode i'm not on the back end but we've got bridget bilbo um yeah also because your power was out <laughs> no no this one was internet. because my cell phone <laughs> oh <laughs> that's right that's <laughs> fucking right i forgot about this yeah you gotta tell this story because this is funny i did on the last episode oh you did okay damn, i right. did but I if you need to yeah if you need a brief if you need a like a refresher my dad was supposed to shut off my partner's, not shut it off, but uh, my partner got a new phone and he deactivated my phone instead of her old phone. So I completely lost my number for yeah. like four or five days <laughs> yeah. and I didn't have a phone, a working phone for like 36 hours. So this is all happening in the window where we're supposed to record. The group chat thinks I'm dead and I text <laughs> JB from this like random number. I'm like, hey, this is my number for the next few days. But uh, that said, I was also planning a Stardew Valley group farm with Caroline Cash and uh Caroline was asking me to play. Didn't get any of those messages. And uh, but we're going to if you want to play with us on Switch, let us know. We're starting a group form. My number's back to the same if you have that, by the way. But um, yeah, I'll yeah. be on every episode in theory from here on out. We've only got five left till the show's over. Right, right. Or four after this. But no, no, go to patreon.com forward slash gutter boys and throw us some money to improve the odds of us sticking around. <laughs> um, I know you're thinking, why would I throw money to something that's going to close? Your money holds the door open. Yeah. So yeah, uh, right. patreon.com forward slash gutter boys. There's a physical tier as well as bonus episodes every week that we don't have a main feed episode with plenty of guests from the past. Sometimes we do it ourselves. And uh, sometimes people just show up on the feed there that have never been on this main feed. And um, there's a whole catalog of almost 60 episodes you can binge now. So yes, throw us some money if you'd like. Uh, speaking of fans, we got a bunch of stuff we need to cover for shout-outs. Yeah. All right. Uh, first book is from friend of the show, Mark Kopernarov. Sent over copies of Santos Sisters, issue three, 
Uh, number four is on the way, and I believe will be available to uh, to order on Diamond. So go to your local comic shop and demand that they get you Santa's Sisters. The uh, best yeah. ongoing cereal that you can get at a Wednesday shop. Definitely. And it's uh, doing really well for Floating World. Good. You could say that it's uh, floating the books. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, incredible yeah. stuff as always. Like one of the funniest comics coming out because it's like <laughs> Mark trying to like write through a zoomer lens sometimes and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All those guys are really good at, at crafting a story. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Greg and fake killing it. Uh, next up, we got over from uh, England, which we love despite uh, proper slander being thrown their way on our end <laughs> sometimes. Uh, but Anna Redman sending us over two comics, Peach Fuzz number one, as well as Handlebar Gumbo. I haven't gotten a chance to read Handlebar Gumbo yet, but I'm very excited because Peach Fuzz is honestly one of the best comics I've read in a long time. Um, it's an anthology series, a bunch of little stories in there. It's kind of like the, there's a story in the middle called Plumber. That's like uh, Bizarro Grixley because it's about a comic shop, but from the uh, workers oh, end okay. of it. Yeah, yeah I'm looking but, forward to getting that one. So Yeah, I've got it right here in an envelope for you. It'll go out to you Monday. Cool, cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking sick. Like, uh, to be honest with you, I kind of get vibes of uh, the Bob Brothers who did the Casanova book and uh, Day Tripper over at Vertigo. That's kind of what the art reminds me of. But there's no reason, and I don't know much about Anna's uh, publishing history, but there's no reason why they're not operating in like a mainstream comic space or at least doing books over image as far as like their art is just ready to go. They can tell their own stories as well. Very strong comic there. I uh, can't recommend this enough. You can follow Anna on Instagram at Anna Redman. Oh, and then, of course, if you want to follow the Santos Sisters, they're over at Santos Sisters Comic. And uh, you can throw Floating World some love, too, at their Instagram. And then we also got from Scott Finch. Okay, so he sent over two things. Uh, his recent book, The Domesticated Afterlife and Travel Diary. Uh, both of these are great. I will say that The Domesticated Afterlife is a pretty heavy book. I mean, there's quite a bit of stuff in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's really thick. I really like the drawings. Um, there's like a dinner scene that I actually posted a clip from a clip a panel from uh, on our Instagram and uh, really good cartooning there. Like uh, you just like look at the plates and there's just like dotted lines for where the food would be because the uh, patrons are hungry. Uh, really good, <laughs> strong, you know, cartooning there, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, it's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Check out his work. You can find him on Instagram at Scott underscore Finch, F-I-N-C-H underscore art. So check out his work. Yes. And last but not least, Charlie Franz uh, from the West Coast sent over a great envelope that was doodled on with all of our favorite things. We've got Common Rider. Uh, we got Polly from The Sopranos, Nancy. The Ninja Turtles, Steely Dan was on there. Uh, Tony All Soprano. The yeah. Everything we've ever just <laughs> been on a train about on this show <laughs> made an appearance here. But inside that uh, envelope was a uh, mini comic called Diner. It's also just like a bunch of little stories that revolve around a diner, believe it or not. Uh, that said, uh, there is a note that Charlie sent us, and I'm going to read that here. Charlie wrote in with JB and Cam, big fan of the podcast and your work. Keep it up. The show always makes me laugh, and it's always dope whenever you interview cool artists. Also, JB, your shit posting is like my best meme page, and my friends are always asking where I get my stuff, and either I tell them or gatekeep that shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, Cam, your music wrecks never miss. 
I'm also thinking of doing a Common Rider bootleg, though, so I'm excited about that, hoping to make it funnier. Hope you like the book. The show is low-key inspiring, and I always look forward to listening. All right, that's all I gotta say, Charlie Franz. P.S. Oh, shit. My bad. Also, JB, your Instagram stories with Sopranos memes is what got me to watch The Sopranos, which became my favorite show. So fucking good. But now my dumbass can't stop saying, ho! <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we could spread the uh, the truth of uh, Soprano supremacy to uh, the Gen Zers. Yeah, everybody said that that show had a resurgence in the pandemic, and I would like to think that we were partially responsible. Oh yeah, we were all there, baby. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, that does it for shout-outs. Thanks to everyone who sent in uh, their comics. If you want to send us anything, uh, send us an email at gutterboyspodcast at gmail.com or slide in the DMs at gutterboyspod on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. All right, well, uh, we're going to just go right into our interview with Bridget Bilbo. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break, pay the bills. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back. Meow. Sid the Cat Magazine is out now. If you've ever been to an amazing rock and roll show and thought, I wish I could experience this moment again, but in comic form, then Sid the Cat Magazine is for you. Fiercely independent show promoter Sid the Cat have joined forces with comics journalist Andrew Greenstone to bring you an ongoing publication that documents the SoCal indie rock scene. This stunning 52-page full-color magazine features comics, articles, photos, and illustrations from a rotating cast of local illustrators and writers. It's a celebration of Sid's artists and venues and supports those keeping the bleeding edge of the indie music scene alive. Our first issue covers musical artists Big Thief, Illuminati Hotties, Mike Kroll, Fucked Up, Finn Lilly, Katie Kirby, Kate LeBon, Cursive, Christian Lee Hudson, No Win, and so many more. If you are a fan of comics, indie music, zines, rock reports, or community by the way of culture, order a copy now at SidTheCat.com forward slash Sid dash zine. Again, that's SidTheCat.com forward slash Sid dash zine. And now, a few words from our sponsors, the Santo Sisters. Si ocurre algún problema, no temas que enseguida. Las hermanas santos aparecerán para salvar el día. Hey, María Lana, son dos hermanas. caliente que te matan con su encanto. Y lo Son rivales para la hermana santo El mal con su magia Ellas detendrán No importa el problema En cualquier situación con ellas contarás El crimen no tendrá donde esconderse A plena vista solo son chicas normales Pero cuando los problemas aparecen Son superheroínas muy sensuales Santos, las hermanas santos Como ellas no hay tanto
Rust Belt Review is a quarterly comics lit magazine featuring serialized and short form comics from some of the most exciting cartoonists in the small press scene today. Volume 1 features work from Gutter alums, M.S. Harkness, Audra Stang, and Caleb Arecchio, along with work by Andrew Greenstone, Sean Knickerbocker, and Juan Jose Fernandez. You can order your copy of Rust Belt Review today by going to rustbeltreview.org. Enter in promo code GUTTER to receive two bucks off your order. Again, that website is rustbeltreview.org. Promo code GUTTER. Athenium Comic Art is an original art website for some of the best cartoonists in the business. They currently represent Remy Boydell, Marie Capel France, Nicole Gu, Jonathan Hill, Emma Hunsinger, Casey Nowak, Micah Song, and Tilly Walden. Athenium Comic Art gives fans the opportunity to own original piece of art from their favorite comics and support the artists that they love. In their short time in business, they've already shipped many iconic pages out to hardcore fans across the globe. Don't miss out on your chance to own a one-of-a-kind piece of history. Check out their website, AtheniumComicArt.com, and type in Gutter Gang at checkout to receive free shipping on your first order. Again, the website is AtheniumComicArt.com, and the code is GutterGang. loves underground comics everybody loves underground comics and if you know people who don't love underground comics and only read the mainstream comics immediately report them to your local comic book store and find them with copies of clusterfucks comics clusterfucks comics is a black and white underground anthology comic zine featuring some of the best underground comics creators today creators like cameron zavala eric jasek brian judge miguel aguilar adam yeter jason cavelli umberto tonella anna peterson tony de pasquale Drewby Hall, and so many more. Issues 1 through 4 are available now, with the fifth issue debuting in early 2023. Purchase your copies today at clusterfuckscomics.bigcartel.com. And that's comics with an X. Clusterfucks Comics. Comics you can clusterfucks with. Morning, Gary. Morning, Marianne. Need a menu? Nah, I'll just have the usual. You sure do love your eggs and coffee, Gary. Best way to start your morning, Marianne. Well, that and an issue of Town and County. What's that? Town and County is a new comic series written and drawn by cartoonist Alex Nall. He's that guy that wrote them books about teaching and that Mr. Rogers feller. Oh, he was such a nice man. The first issue is 36 pages of black and white comic stories with beautiful color covers and features six stories about folks in our little township here in Illinois, like Susie Barber, the house cleaner that uncovers her client's dirty laundry, if you know what I mean, and Stanley Pepper, that big feller that just lost his job and took to drinking every night at Bugs's Tavern. Well, ain't that something? Town & County is published by Ivy Terrace Press, headquartered in Chicago. Chicago? Who would want to live there? So dirty. Each issue comes with a copy of The Hometown Hero, our little town's newsletter, and it's only $8. $8? Where can I get it, Gary? You can order a copy of Town & County on the internet at storeenvy slash Comics. Oh, there's your breakfast, Gary. Thanks, Marianne. Ah, nothing like a cup of coffee and a good comic book. The Last Aviatrix is a post-nuclear adventure comic 
by independent Los Angeles-based cartoonist Buster Cagle. The story follows Summer, our last aviatrix, who pilots the sole surviving airplane, a nuclear-powered B-29, as she travels the ruined world finding ways to survive and help humanity while dealing with the eminent threat of the Atomborn, a rare breed of atomic wizards that want to see her out of the sky. Her mission becomes complicated when she accidentally picks up Henry, an Atomborn child who wields incredible power, and Clementine, a berserker on a quest for vengeance. Can our aviatrix survive this ruined and irradiated wasteland? Every issue can be read for free on BusterKegel.com slash comics. Paper copies can be ordered as well, but, you know, you can still read it for free. If you like Wizards or Warplanes, go check it out. Now, back to our program. back from the break and with me without cam is uh, our guest for this week cartoonist zinester all-around cool person bridget bilbo bridget what is up hello hi i'm sad that cam can't be here but it's okay it's fine i can forgive him i guess a little bit you you've been working on comics since i met you back in gosh what was that like 2018 i think 2017 Did something I like that 2018 was it that long ago yeah yeah it was a while yeah. back i thought it was uh, like you were you were still in school at the time i was yes 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 and you were uh you were attending saic in chicago yep i sure was that was interesting <laughs> <laughs> and then after you graduated i believe you relocated to los angeles yeah i did mm-hmm Wow, you're like you're like compressing so much time, and I'm like, oh my god, so much time has passed. It's crazy. Yeah, and during that time, you've you've been working on your on your stuff. You've been doing uh, self published zines, comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have an ongoing web comic uh, called uh, Basil. Yep, Basil, Basil, yes. and I mean, like sometimes like other small ones, but like mini yes. Basil. Yeah. Yeah, you do a lot of these uh, these like mini comics pretty consistently. Do I really? Do you think I am consistent? That's really thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. don't know. I mean, I feel like you. Well, let me put it this way: you do a good job of of making the illusion that you're consistent. How about that? Is that better? Okay. Yeah, I can. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That sounds okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you are you're still working on your on your stuff. You also, while you were in L.A. Uh, started a uh, a small press publication called Cold Boy Press. Oh yeah, actually. So like when yeah, we... I know there's other people involved in that. It wasn't just you. Yeah, yeah. It actually it was called um Cold Press before. Like oh, um, this was like a different. Yeah, this was like a different um press. So like uh, it was uh Jillian uh Jillian Sander and then like Sophia Diaz. Mm-hmm. We like all moved out to. LA together, you know, and yes. like, um, and we were like, we wanted to like table a uh, fest and stuff. And like, actually, when we, um, when we moved out there, I think five days after we got out there, or like maybe a week later or something, we already had a fest that we were going to go to. <laughs> like, we, were, we didn't have a place to live, but we knew we were going to a fest, you know, like, oh, wow. yeah, because our housing fell through last second. But yeah, it was, uh, 
it was like kind of necessary for us to like have like I don't know, some kind of like name to like unify us because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like we all wanted to have a table together. Like we love tabling together. So we we're like, oh, let's be like a mini press. So we only like, I think we only publish like one zine together, but it counts. <laughs> so it does. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember when you were promoting some of that stuff uh, on your uh, Instagram mm-hmm. and there was like a variety of like uh, little mini zines and uh, stickers and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, is pulp something that you're still continuing? No. So like we got to a point where like we were doing pretty good with like the whole like small press thing. Like we're going to fest and we're like we were part of like some neighborhood galleries and stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, it was like going really well. But then um, I think it was like last year, the year before. I can't remember which one. We ran into a problem on Etsy because we were using Etsy to like sell stuff. Mm -hmm. They started to ask about like tax stuff, (laughs) like tax info. And we were like, we're like, oh no, like, what do we do? And we're like, <laughs> should we like be, be like an LLC? And I was like, personally, I didn't really want to be tied to an LLC. And I was like, kind of scared. And I was like, oh, I don't really. And Jillian was like, considering it. And I was like, considering it for a bit. But then we ended up not doing that. Cause like, yeah, we just like shut down the site. We were like, ah, we don't want to play. We don't want to. I mean, not saying we didn't want to pay taxes. I pay my taxes, but you know, we just shut the bad seat down because we didn't want to like deal with it. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so pulp is no longer a thing. No, like we almost reached the threshold where we would have had to pay taxes. And so we were like, we're like, okay, shut this down. Like we don't want to do this. And then later, <laughs> yeah, I know it's so goofy. And then later I was like, I wanted to have like cold boy press so that like I could table like with friends, you know, and mm-hmm. like have like guests, I guess. Yeah. And since like Sophie and I ended up like living together out there like we would table a lot and and then we like did some like mini zines with like a few other friends and we haven't published all of them like i kind of compiled a lot of them into basil so like there's a lot of like other people mentioned uh in basil and like yeah not not an anthology but like you know like features i guess yeah like uh, almost like a collective yeah kind of yeah a little bit oh okay i don't know what to call i don't know what to call, call like cold boy press yet i don't know I'm like is it a i don't know if i want to be like a like a distro or like a just like a small press like i don't know i'm still trying to figure out how i want to like run it you know what i mean sure yeah 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 it's a learning process yeah. that's for sure it is it's a lot of learning but you know i gotta do it at some point well so okay so going back because i know we, we skipped through a lot between you know, when you started SAIC to when you were in LA to when you're in, I, I believe you're outside of Chicago again now, right? Um, I'm in uh, like Portage Park area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still pretty so close. It's, it's like Northwest side. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of far. Uh, yeah. Closer than LA. That is very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess the first question would be on that, like, what got you into comics? Was that something that you were already into when you started at SEIC? Or is that something that you gradually got into while you were attending that school? I I mean, I did like comics for, I think, like a long time before that, actually. I think in like middle school. No, not middle school. It was even earlier than that. I think it was like, okay, I distinctly remember being in like third grade and like drawing comics about like, like we were at the time we were learning about I don't know, like we were, we were learning about all kinds of like historical stuff. And so I was like drawing like little house on the prairie characters. 
and like their families and stuff. And I was just like doing like, I don't know, like silly little comics about them. I don't even remember what they were and I wish I could find them. But, and then I like started making, what was I making? Like little comics about like this bear and this like bunny character. I don't know. It was, have you ever heard of like emo pawn and Z? Do you remember that at all? I don't think so. It was like a dumb little, like, I don't know, like little comic kind of thing. So like, it, it wasn't like that, but it was like kind of inspired by that. I don't remember when I started making that, but that was like later. So I like, I guess, short answer. I've, I've been doing comics for a while. So, yeah. And I guess what, what got you into it initially? Like how far back would you say this all started and where? I don't know. Probably like really far back. I don't know. Like I've always been like drawing. I always really like drawing. So I guess like I eventually just incorporated stories like naturally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I- I'd say third grade. Oh, we'll wow. just say so, third grade. No. I don't know. Pretty far back. I'm gonna, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Since you were yeah, a little kid, basically. Yeah. Because I hated being in class and I was not good at paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I did so bad. I like almost failed everything. <laughs> So you were uh, too busy doodling. I was, I was. And also like I off topic, but I like, I would make little eraser people sometimes in my desk. I was so bored. <laughs> I just didn't want to be there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's stupid. But, yeah. But uh, I'm assuming that interest in creating stuff like drawings and, and little sculptures and stuff, that's what got you interested in following uh, an art career path. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, uh, and I think you can probably relate to this because you like you know about storyboarding. But like, yeah, I think when Avatar: The Last Airbender <laughs> came out, I was like, oh, I want to be a want to be a storyboard artist. You know, like mm. you know when they had like the bumpers in between like the shows and stuff. Yeah, they would like show the the experts, and they're like, yeah, I'm drawing like a character. Like this is how you draw like Timmy Turner. This is how you draw like. SpongeBob or something. Um, and I was like, I was like, oh, cool. Like, who are they? And they would, they would be like, I don't know the name of the person. And then like, they're storyboard artists. So I was like, ooh, I want to do that. And then it's kind of like comics adjacent. So mm-hmm. I also did comics. And I feel like that like strengthened that like storytelling skill, I guess. Yeah. I no, that makes sense. There's a lot of uh, professional storyboard artists in the industry, especially in animation, who also make comics on the side. Mm-hmm, definitely. So that, that makes sense. There's so many. Oh my goodness. And like, I love that a lot of them kind of make like mini comics on Instagram because I like love reading them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And so after college, you were hoping to get into storyboarding while also still doing your, your comic stuff on the side, right? Yeah, pretty much. I was definitely trying to like, that was my goal. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You, you got it. And that did, that is not how it worked. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it usually goes. So where, where did you find yourself after school? And what was motivating you to make the stuff that you were making and continue to make now, I guess? I don't know. I mean, like, oh my gosh, it's such a big question. It is, yes. <laughs> my goodness, JB. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like, like, drawing and just, like telling like little dumb silly stories they're usually really dumb i usually tell really dumb stories um and i want to make more serious stuff but like right now it's all dumb and that's fine but um yeah i don't know just like i feel like that's the only thing i've ever like really been good at 
It's like not like to be like self-depreciating or anything, but like, you know, this is one thing that I'm like, yeah, if I keep going at it, like I'll be really good maybe one day. So, you know, I feel like I got off track with your question. Could you ask it again, actually? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I I think you answered it. Well, it's funny you say that. So the, the storyboarding career didn't pan out the way you had hoped. No, but I did. I did actually get a storyboarding gig, like an official one. It wasn't like at a student, like a cool, like American studio. It was like somewhere else, but like I did one. <laughs> oh, okay. I was so like, what was that about? I can't talk like a whole bunch about it. I don't oh, think. Okay. So it hasn't, it hasn't finished production yet. It hasn't. I don't think it's airing until like later this year, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. So it was, it was cool, but like, Oh my gosh, like you have to work so fast. And I was like, I was falling behind. There was like a lot of work and I was like, no wonder like there's story revisionists who like can sometimes help pick up the slack and stuff because the turnaround was kind of quick. And I'm like, oh shit, like <laughs> I want to do this. Um, so I have to like get faster, but it was, it was a good experience. Um, I'll let you know when it, I don't know when it like airs and stuff. So that'd be cool. But yeah. And so how much how much of this was uh training that you had developed at SEIC versus stuff you were doing after school? Oh my god, none of it. I didn't learn any of this from SEIC. <laughs> oh wow, okay. So what were you going to school for specifically? <laughs> I went there cuz I wanted to do like animation and um I feel like they did teach me a lot of skills, you know? Like uh mm-hmm. and I learned a lot actually. Uh and I met so many really cool friends, but I'm sure a lot of people have probably said this, but like, I feel like what I'm doing now is not anything that they really teach you at school. Interesting. I guess, I don't know, like freelancing and stuff. Yeah. It's, I guess it's just something you have to figure out and that's super annoying because like, I wish I was more prepared, you know, for like, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything specific right now, but like, you know, that vague feeling of your, like, I wish art school taught me this. Like, yeah, I feel like going to school did a pretty good job of helping me because like it got me into like printmaking too. And like, that's a big part of what I do. Like Mm -hmm. if I didn't know printmaking, oh my God, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. Printmaking can be like so easy and cheap if you like really don't have a lot. Mm -hmm. And I love that about printing, you know? So. And you were doing mostly screen printing? Yeah. I was doing like screen printing mostly. That was like the most fun one. Um, But then like, I did like some wood block and I wasn't oh, like, cool, yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, cause we had to take like, um, well, we didn't, we didn't have to, but like, you know, I, I took a class where we were like exploring a bunch of different like printing techniques and, um, the wood block was really cool. And that was really fun actually. But like, I'm no, I'm not like an expert at that. There were so many people in that class who were like, like leagues ahead of me and I'm like sitting back in awe, you know, but, um, yeah, the screen printing was something I latched onto. And then of course, like Rizzo. Because like, you know, Rizzo is great and it's kind of easy. It's easier than screen printing, I think. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done screen printing? Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I did a lot of that in oh, yeah, college mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of carried over into my design work after the fact. Yeah. Well, do you print all of your own shirts? No. So I actually work with a printer based out of Leahy Valley oh, nice. and they do all the printing for me. Oh, cool. uh, and they have a really great team of uh, people there. So I've never really had much of an issue uh, with working with them and getting stuff done the way I'm hoping they get done. So, uh, but I do miss, you know, physically working 
with a screen and and doing that stuff for sure. It's just yeah. um, not having access to adequate space and resources. Uh, you you yeah. kind of yeah. It's also like I don't know. It's like really difficult to clean out a screen because it's so messy and gross. Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Especially once you start running into designs that involve like six to eight uh, screens. Oh my god. Oh no! <laughs> so that that at that point, it, you're better off like with either uh, you know like a multi-screen setup, or even better, uh, you know, an automated machine to do it. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, like I have this one screen print here in my room, and it's like uh, I think it's like eight layers, and I just I would never, I would never do that again. That was so uh, <laughs> that was a lot. I hated that. No, I didn't yeah. hate it. That's a lie. It was really cool, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot cuz, you know, you have to get registration right, you got to make sure your screens don't have any issues every time and mm-hmm. each one has to be burned properly and exactly. Yeah, you don't want a blown out image. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you have to consider when you're when you're working, you know, with screen printing like that, so. Yeah, for sure. I mean like, but I I don't know. I like a challenge. It's fun. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you clearly do like challenges because you moved to LA. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it was made easier because, you know, I was like living with friends. I I feel like moving out to a big city like that, it's kind of a mistake on on your own. (laughs) You know, I mean, unless maybe you're like well off and you can like do that. But um, like we uh, collectively, we're not in the position. (laughs) So we were Mm -hmm, like, okay, mm -hmm. let's all band together. Let's get this place and like we got like a two bedroom and like oh my goodness did i did i ever tell you about like when i when i like when we actually did move there i don't think i did no i don't think so we um we had housing like we had applied to a place and we're supposed to we're just supposed to show up and like move in you know uh we had previously had like someone like a family friend who was like living in la and they visited the place and they like checked it out made sure it was cool um, and that was, that was really amazing. And, um, yeah, we were like, I think in Colorado when it all went down, it was like, so we're, we're like in the mountains and we had like really spotty, uh, internet, you know, or like, uh, data on our phones. And like what had happened is they'd listed the apartment as, um, one apartment, right. With the photos for it. But then when the guy was like finalizing the paperwork for the apartment, he sent us pictures of like what the place looked like. And it didn't look like the one that we originally agreed to. So we we're like, oh, like what happened? Like with the other one, and he was like, oh, it's um, we're not renting it out right now or whatever. Like, like you get this one, and it was like more money. And we we're like, okay, well, we agreed to that place. Like, can we do it for like the original agreed price? And even like asking that question of the guy, he was like, okay, no deal. You don't have a place to live. So he like took the place off the market, <laughs> and like, ah, uh, it was crazy. Jesus. It was. <sighs> Landlords suck. <laughs> I hate them yeah. um, <laughs> for many wow. reasons. But like, yeah. Um, so that uh, was fun. But then we were like, we stayed in a few hotels for like, I think a week. Maybe a little bit more than a week. I can't remember. Yeah. And then we we had like these two that we were like going to see. And we saw this first one. And it's the one that we actually ended up living in. And it was like cool, but it was like a little bit small and it had like, you know, two bedrooms and stuff and two bathrooms. And that was like crazy because like, it's really hard to find a two bed, two bath in LA, you know, for like a decent price. And um, then we visited the other one and it was like way bigger, but it was like, 
there were roaches everywhere. <laughs> so we hmm. were like, oh, no, <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want any other roommates. Like, we just want us, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that was like a bummer. So, like, we moved into the smaller place and that was fine. We lived there all throughout 2020 and 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Two years. Wow. Yeah. So dealing with a lot during the pandemic too, like, yeah, especially well, in LA. So like we moved in the end of 2019. So we kind of got a glimpse of like what LA looked like before COVID. And that was like, it was actually really fun. You know, like we went out places, like this was the end of 2019 and we were like, ah, new city, like we're going to, we went to like a Simpsons trivia night. That was really cool because Sophia is like crazy about the Simpsons. And um, we like went to a few drink and draws. And then next the next year like started and, you know, I'm sure you were like excited about all the fests and stuff. And like we were signed up for like a bunch of fests and we were like so excited. We were like making stuff and then everything stopped. And uh, yeah, that was rough. That was like a rough year. Um, yeah, I mean, especially in a new city like that, not really being able to go out as much. No, no. Because, like, you know, everything, like, shut down and... um Right. I think we all got sent home for, like, was it the mandatory two weeks or something? Mm-hmm. And then I think that turned into, like, a month, at least for, like, Starbucks, because I was working at Starbucks at the time. So, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... Oh, wait, am I allowed to say that on this podcast? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can, yeah. Let's see okay. why not. I don't know. <laughs> bleed me out or something. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was, uh, you know, like, actually, um, we ended up playing D&D during, like, those, I think that month. And then I started, like, creating, like, my Basil character. So that was, like, a really cool thing that happened. Obviously, mm-hmm. everything else was awful and terrible. So, like, this one little character and this one little story was, like, a really good escapist thing to do, you know? So, the Basil story came out of this, like, group D&D thing that you and your roommates were doing, your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay, okay. And that's still an ongoing thing. Like, you're still doing stories for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we're not playing as that group. Uh, I think we sure. had that campaign, like, a long time ago. But, like... Yeah, yeah. I still, like... I don't know. I still like have a lot of things that I want to like, you know, explore about the characters and like write about them. And so a lot of the stuff is like kind of inspired by the characters in it, you know, cause like mm-hmm. Romham is like Sophia's character and like, uh, gosh, I don't know how to say Jillian's character. Gluk, Gluk Pilks, Gluk Pilks. We just call her GP. It's supposed to be like, <laughs> I think it means like cheese or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's like a, yeah, it's a weird word. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, I forget what you asked me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, I was asking about how all that tied into you creating Basil, oh, your, yeah. you know, your ongoing webcomic. Uh, is that something that you plan on continuing in the future? And like, do you want that to be like collected? Or is there any sort of like long term goals with that? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I mean, like, I do have like a bunch of other stories that I want to tell. So like, I guess I'll like keep writing Basil things. I have like other stories that I want to tell too, though, you know, like, sure. I'm writing stories about like my dad a lot right now. Cause like, you know, I'm like okay. living with him. So, yeah. um, but I'm trying to like find the balance of like being able to have time for like Basil stuff. Cause like, I really love the character, you know, I love drawing 
moved on, like all that stuff. You know, it's like so fun and cute. And uh, uh, I feel like there's a lot of things that I could do more about it, you know, but mm-hmm. like as co- like collecting it wise, um, I do want to like print like a proper, like pretty, you know, like Rizzo printed zine of it, you know, I hope I can do that soon. Cause I have a lot of like materials. So I'm like, okay, I could just like put this all together. But I, I don't know. I guess I, I'm, I'm trying to like figure out how I want to set it up for like fests and stuff. So like, um, I have this one story. I actually, I think I sent you a PDF of it. Um, but it was a newer comic about Basil. And, um, I kind of want to make that like its own like tiny mini comic, you know, like just mm-hmm. a tiny itty bitty one. Uh, cause yeah. I love little itty bitty mini comics. They're so good. I love them. And they're, <laughs> that they're something you can have that so you many. consistently do. Yeah. I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like I collect a lot of mini comics too. It's just, mm-hmm. they're done so well because you don't need a lot. Right. Right. So yeah. So I kinda, is that, that's pretty much your preferred format. Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of feel weird about putting like Basil on, uh, I have it on like Tapas. Yeah. It's on Tapas right now. And you know, it's also on uh, Instagram. I think mm-hmm. all of it, or well, most of it, some of it actually isn't online at all. But um, yeah, I don't know. I prefer it to be printed because I think it's like special that way. And I, I don't know, it's just nice to hold it and like flip through and really like, like look at it and not have your eyes burn because you're looking at your phone for like a bunch of hours. Because <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> I, so like, I don't really read a lot of, I don't read stuff on tapas, you know, like I don't read comics on like a website. If I do read comics, it's either like zine or like, you know, like a printed scene or like maybe, I don't know, I guess if I download like a, like a PDF from like somebody, like if I buy their zine online or on Instagram, you know, like the, the swiping ones. Yeah. But I don't know. I think zine is the way to go. That's the best one, like printed. Uh, so going back to your early comic work, I guess mm-hmm. let's talk about inspiration artists that you were looking to as sort of like a reference point. Uh, who were like the big names that you were like very into and stuff that was inspiring your work and how does that compare to the stuff you're doing now and has, have those inspirations changed? Like who are those people? Oh man, you're asking so many things, (laughs) JD. So many things all at once. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, thank you. (laughs) Uh, it's good to think about these things. So. I guess, who are my inspirations and like, how am I using that now today? I, so like, I actually wrote a list like a long time ago uh, of kind of like the main things that I think have probably inspired me. Did you ever watch, okay. Did you ever watch uh like me TV? Do you know what that is? No, I don't. I don't know what that is. I'm old. <laughs> so I'm you have to keep that in mind. No, me TV is old. It's for old people. <laughs> what is, what is me TV? It's like, I forget what it stands for. It's like, it's like old person TV. It's like Bewitched is on it. Um, the Three Stooges would be on it. Oh, okay. So like Andy Griffith. Kind of. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like what Nick at Night used to be. I get, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess a little bit. I don't know. I like watched a lot of that. And like, I feel like the humor in a lot of that stuff, I don't know, kind of like influenced me, I guess. Because like, I didn't have cable for a long time. When I was like a kid. Sure, yeah. yeah, Like I was just watching Bewitched every day. (laughs) Which is, I mean, it was a good, it was a good show. It was like weird, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And like the Three Stooges, 
That was a trip. They're weird. They're weirdos. <laughs> or like, okay, do you ever hear of I Dream of Jeannie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like that kind of stuff. Um, but like okay. we, because like I didn't have like cable or like internet for a long time. We just like didn't have it, you know, like, I don't know. It was like expensive, but like, um, yeah. we had like uh, these DVDs, I guess. And it was, it was like all the, like the classic animations. So like, uh, the Fleischer brothers, like all their stuff. Um, so oh, like, yeah, yeah. like Betty Boop and, uh, and, uh, Popeye and, uh, I can't think of the other ones because I'm a dumbass, but you know, like all the the really good, mm, the really good animations, you know, like right, right. they did it right, and they did crazy stuff. Like I would sometimes just like watch it how they would do, like I don't know, like there's one construction like setup that they had, and like there were a bunch of moving parts, and I was like, you guys are nuts! Like they, how did they do all of that? Yeah, it's very crazy. work intensive. Honestly, and I like love that. I love the look. And the effort. It's really cool. It's like a lot of effort. <laughs> so yeah, definitely like definitely Popeye. Oh my gosh, I love Popeye. And then like, I mean, uh, when Adventure Time came out, I actually, I didn't really like it. It's funny because like my sister, she really liked watching it. And I was like, this is stupid. This show's dumb. <laughs> and, and then like one day, I think it was, I don't know, before school or, or after school or something, um, I was like sitting down like, have, I don't know, having like a snack or something with her. And I was like watching, I'm like, this is so stupid. This show's dumb. And she was like, no, it's really good, actually. Like, you should watch it. And I watched it and I was like, by the end of the episode, I don't know which one it was, but I was like crying. It was so good. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever seen like Adventure Time, but like sometimes, like you hit an episode that's like, uh, like you cry. It's the whole episode you're crying. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. But yeah. I think that influenced me a lot. I mean, like, I don't know. I like all the artists who like worked on Adventure Time. I got really into pausing at the end of like the show and I'd be like, okay, who like worked on this? And I'd like write their names down and um, go look them up. And uh, usually it would take me to like their Tumblr, you know? So then oh, yeah. that's how I got into like Tumblr stuff, which was a mistake. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, but there's a lot of good like, like storyboard examples and stuff like that and like stories and even like mm -hmm. comics on tumblr so like that was really cool i think that was like a big influence too unfortunately tumblr yeah i was just gonna say also regular show You've seen oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that was a good one now i know you'd mentioned that you always preferred reading comics in print form mm -hmm. were there any particular comics that you were reading that that influenced your work and are there any currently that you look to for inspiration yeah uh i think one of my probably earlier i don't know like the first times that i that i was actually like oh like this is a like this is a comic strip you know i read like calvin and hobbes so i i don't remember when this was this might have been in like middle school so like i would um my mom she like she had like uh she would go to like this brain injury clubhouse on weekdays and stuff so she could do like office work and stuff because um like she had a brain injury but like she was like really good like she was like functioning you know like she just had to take like medication and stuff and she would go and like do office work and stuff and she would take me and my sister with and like um we would be so like bored like it's just a bunch of people you know like they're doing their thing they're like doing like office work or they're doing like uh like a therapy thing or they're doing uh like arts and crafts or something 
and like arts and crafts are cool because like you know we were kids um but sometimes like i just like get really bored so they had like all these books and like comics on like a shelf and i like made it a point to like just i don't know i would just like read them all and then i came across calvin and hobbes and i was like this is cool like i love this and the style was so adorable and cute and the character was just so crass and terrible i was like this is wild like i don't know calvin and hobbes is really cool i think that was the big one and then like i don't know what else what else early on i mean like i used to go to like this comic shop in my neighborhood but i didn't really i didn't buy a lot of the comics there i kind of would just go and like my friends would buy comics but uh they were all like superhero stuff mm-hmm. and it was fine i liked uh i like spider-man yeah who doesn't yeah i mean exactly and uh i really like like the old the older like style that they had I'm, I'm trying to think of a name and i can't think of one i know i wrote down a name somewhere but um <laughs> you know are you are you thinking of like an earlier era of spider-man yeah like i guess so like that one guy who worked with uh i'm thinking of a very specific book i'll you know what i'll think of it later and then okay. i'll let you know <laughs> no problem no problem <laughs> yeah but yeah I forgot we were. I forgot the question. Oh my god, I lost my train of thought again. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about inspiration, uh, comics wise, like stuff yeah. that you were reading that okay. you were really into. So, like right now, actually, can okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and grab some comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your time. Yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Hello, I'm back. Yes. I, I picked them up from the shelf and they like all fell. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> I'm a klutz. It's okay. So like, I think you probably heard of probably some of these people, but I guess like right now. Okay. Well, of course, the first one I have on here is Caroline. Caroline's comic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, I'm reading Caroline. I love all her work. She's so talented. And um, I don't know, like I'm reading, I don't know. I'm reading a lot of zines by people who do work in animation which is fun like sam spina has this one like mini zine it's like the legend of stick dirtly and like it's so adorable and cute i should send it to you it's yeah it's very adorable and then like connor connor brown he's like really funny i like his comics a lot and then i don't know have you ever met brooke brooke lord maybe lord Um... they go by like um space burger comics mm-hmm. yeah no space it's burger. not ringing a bell that's okay well they make they make like really cool zines and stuff they're doing a lot of like screen printing and stuff and they went to saic too so oh okay okay yeah they're making cool stuff and then uh last year i went to tcaf for the first time and we sophia and i were there and um we ended up tabling next to this like collective uh and they're called like reptile house and they're so cool Oh yeah, um, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, they're so nice. Um, and they're yeah, they're a genuine bunch. Uh, they have like really good comics. Oh, and then also, I don't know if you've ever heard of Madeline Aguilar. That sounds her, familiar. I can't put a face to the name though. Her dad is a professor at SAIC, I think. Anyways, she's really she's really cool. She does like a lot of like little cute comics and like little animations and stuff. 
another really good artist. I don't know. Those are like some of the people that I'm like really hyped about right now. And so when you're picking up comics, I'm assuming this is stuff that you're getting online or at shows. Actually, these are, I got most of these at like shows, I guess. Okay. I have gotten like some zines in the mail. Like I have a friend, I think she's like living in Spain and like I got one of her zines in the mail. I don't know. Usually it shows. Okay. Because I feel like I, I like looking at the zines like before I buy them. But like if I already know the artist, like of course I'll just buy it online, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get into, I guess, process stuff. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about that. So how do you normally approach a new comic whenever you're starting to work on one? Do you usually start with something like an outline and thumbs or do you just kind of go straight into it? Well, um, usually I've tried like writing out stuff. Like I've tried writing out maybe a script sort of thing and I want to get better at doing that because I'm not the best at it. I just, I always need to have like a visual aid. So I usually just do the thumbs first. Like I just, I kind of usually know what I want to say. And if I don't know what I want to say, I'm usually like, okay, if I figure out like what the characters are doing in the shot or whatever, like I can figure out like what's going to happen. So I guess thumbs. But after that, I usually, usually just like start taking that to like a different page or like sometimes I'll like trace it onto another piece of paper and I'll do like, um, like a first line. Uh, and if that's like in pencil, you know, and if that looks okay, I'll just go uh, in with like ink. And I usually use like a, like a pilot fine liner. I really like how that one, it's like got a felt tip. Felt tips are really great, but like, you know, they like get really flat at the top for me. Cause I put a lot of, like I, I press down a lot, you know, and um, <laughs> you know, pens don't like that. <laughs> so, but yeah, usually do that. You know, like I really like the look of the nib um, and I've done nib before and it's really fun, but I don't know where like the stick is to put the nib on. And I also can't find my nibs. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, cause like I haven't unpacked all of my things uh, from moving back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So like some of my art supplies are still packed away in boxes and um, I'm not going to go through that <laughs> right now. Sure. That's fair. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, we'll use the felt tip right now. But yeah, nibs. Yeah, the nib looks cool. That looks fun. And then I usually, so I don't have like a scanner or anything. So I usually just take my phone, which has like a pretty decent camera, like, and I'll just take like a few pictures, like zoomed in. I usually try and take pictures of my drawings, like during this daytime, um, like when the sun is out, because I don't know. It just looks weird when you have it under like artificial light. Like it's the lines just aren't as crisp, you know? I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah. And then it's like a whole process. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, so, go ahead. Uh, so the photos on your phone, right? And then like I use Google Photos because I have a Google phone. Mm-hmm. So everything is Google in my life. <laughs> and uh, so then I have to go into my Google Photos and I have to download the photo. And then I usually put that, I don't know, like in a folder, I guess, wherever I'm working. And then I bring it into Photoshop. And then I do like all my Photoshop stuff. Uh, like, I don't know, sometimes I'll do like the threshold, like I'll just threshold the whole thing and like get rid of the white. And then I can just have the liner, which is really nice. And, and then I'll just like color it, sometimes add a little, I don't know, it depends on like what kind of comic I'm working on. Like if it has to be full color for it's, or if it's just like, um, like black and white or like, um, like a screen tone or something. So usually do that. And then it's done. Yeah. So 
I usually like start on paper though, you know, like I hate doing the first steps on the computer. Like Mm -hmm. I I usually try to avoid it because I don't know, like, I don't know about you. Like, I don't know if you use like a tablet or if you use like a, like an iPad or anything, but I, I like a, I have this, like, I don't know, this one that you can like draw on. It's like an artisal like drawing tablet and it's, I don't know, it just feels weird. Like on paper, I feel like I can get a better outcome at first. And then I can like refine the details on the computer if I really need to, you know? Gotcha. Oh, but yeah. What do you use for your your crafting? It used to be 50-50 paper and tablet, but now it's almost exclusively on on the tablet. Okay, gotcha. Wait, you mean like the Apple tablet? Uh, no, so I have a I have a XP pen. Oh, nice. Drawing cool. thing. I don't know what you call these monitors. Drawing monitors. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that's what I use. That's awesome. Okay. So, do what do you, do you like that better? I'm assuming, or is it um, out of necessity? It's more out of yeah. It's more out of necessity, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't have to scan a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. See, that's why I wish I had a scanner because, like, life is so much easier with a scanner. Yeah, for sure. Well, we—it's funny you bring that up because we, our, our last guest, we had uh, Alex Graham on. Mm-hmm. We talked quite a bit about um, scanning and and the gap in the scanner marketplace for large format scanner beds. Fair, yeah. So you know, if you don't, if you're drawing at a certain size, like well, oh, let's say, for example, yeah. like. Let's say hypothetically you're doing standard U.S. comics uh, sizing. Like a big... and so yeah, you're working on 11 by 17, mm-hmm. and there are very few 11 by 17 scanners available that are remotely affordable. Yeah, yeah. So that that's means true. you you have to use an 8 by 10 or 9 by 10 scanner bed, and then put it together in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Which is a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah, which I used to do a lot. Like when I had a smaller scanner, I would have to take, you know, 12 or 16 of my pages and then scan them like two mm-hmm. or three times. And then. Oh, so you became an expert then? Uh, out of necessity, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which is why I don't do it anymore because it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. But do you, do you feel more comfortable working on paper over digital? Yeah. I mean, like, I think I'm like pretty comfortable with digital work because like I've been doing it for a long time. But if I, if I had to choose one, like, and I couldn't have the other one, I would definitely choose like just paper. I don't know. I like having a sketchbook too. And I like carrying it around and having the drawing with me, uh, like having the physical thing. Um, Cause like when it's on the computer, I forget that I have it. Like I sometimes go through my hard drive or like a, like a thumb drive or something. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I made that? Like, I don't even remember making that because like, it's not a physical thing and I haven't like, I don't have like a print of it or I don't have a, like whatever. Um, right. And that, maybe I should print that stuff. I don't know. Like maybe that's on me, but like, I'm, I think having the physical thing is really nice. I don't know. When you were storyboarding, was it done mostly digital or were you doing that on oh, paper? That's definitely, di- yeah, that's all digital. Okay. I mean... Like, I guess if I was doing like thumbnails, um, cause sometimes I would just do storyboards for my own practice and, uh, I would, I would do thumbnails on paper. I kind of get the idea out mm-hmm. and then I'll go into, I don't know, like Photoshop and I'll start figuring out the, the everything else, you know, yeah, like composition, like how it's going to look and like the shot and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
also like I think part of that the reason why I do it that way is because um, my computer is really old and I don't want to overwork it <laughs> and I'm sure. trying to save up right now for like a better one that won't crash on me <laughs> yeah no, I know so, that feeling you know it's like also like the fear of okay I have like like that my technology is okay right now and it's working for me but um one false move and it's all over. <laughs> so <laughs> like I play it safe with my tech. I'm like, okay, like I won't use you that much. I'm going to make sure you get to rest. Maybe I sound crazy, but I feel like that works. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I have a laptop that I've been working on since 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. Nice. So nice. yeah, definitely need to upgrade and, and get something with more memory to yeah, be able to handle sure. all that. Yeah. It's mainly the memory thing for me too. It's you know, we could always use more. Yeah. Endless. But yeah. All right. Well, we are at the part of the interview where we get to listener questions. If you want to send your questions over for a future guest, we usually post something on Instagram where you can submit them or you can email us at getterboyspodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter at getterboyspod. All right. First question is from. Nate Garcia's cartoons. I wonder what this question is. Mm, what did you have for breakfast? Be honest. I had I had a banana, one which banana. is not good. I, sh- I should have had more, but I had one. <laughs> I was. I guess you are. Was, you're, you're like a small person. That makes sense. But like, I got up and I don't know. I've been like weird lately, where I just am not like having a big breakfast. I'm doing more like lunch dinner, I guess. Yeah. So. um I definitely ate like a brunch-ish, I guess, thing. But like technically for, for breakfast, like between like 7 a.m. and like 12 a.m., I had a banana. <laughs> okay. What and, did you have for and brunch some though? Tea. I had like toast, an egg on toast. Egg on yeah. toast. Okay. Yeah. And a vegan, what was it, the vegan like breakfast patty, you know? Like oh, the yeah, like the star. vegan sausage patties. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are pretty good. They are pretty good. They're decent. Uh, next question. Uh, another past guest, Cash Caroline Cash asked. My question is: Do you and Sophia want to go get pizza sometime? <laughs> Very important <laughs> question. Actually, okay. So, like, yes, absolutely. Let's go. Um, <laughs> and also, um, it's funny that Caroline asked that because, like, we were supposed to go to Beloit yesterday. Actually, oh um, yeah, we were supposed to go see the Linda Berry talk. Right. At, right. At the school over there. Mm-hmm. But like this crazy storm came into Chicago yesterday. And like the center of the storm was like in that, in Beloit. It was like in mm-hmm. Wisconsin area, you know, cause like Beloit's in Wisconsin. It's yeah. like on the, the border. So like I was going to be the driver and I was really excited. And then we had to just be like, Okay, I guess we can do this. Oh, it was, yeah, it was a bummer. But yeah, we'll have to make up for it by going for pizza. Well, save save up uh, pizza for when I come to Chicago and I can get pizza exactly. with both of you. Yes, please. Yeah, you're you're coming in for cake, right? Yes, yes. Heck yeah. I will be, nice. I will be tabling at cake, I think with cool. Cam probably. I'm not really sure. Nice. Awesome. Um, but we'll yeah. see. We're going we're gonna to get all the pizza. I'm I'm not opposed to that. Uh, next question is from I'm probably mispronouncing this. Lalia May Woods. 
Oh, Layla. Layla. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Layla, Layla asked, how are you so cool, good at good drawer, signed oh. a friend? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thanks, Layla. <laughs> I don't know. I just do it. I just do it. <laughs> I don't know. I draw a lot. You and do. I stay in my house a lot. Well, you draw a lot. You post a lot. You've built up a big following off of that, too. Yeah. On Instagram. That's, yeah. That's weird. It's weird to think about. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like real. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really make a huge difference in my life. Sure. Like, right. Right. It also does. Like, weird. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a lot of people like uh, just like fans of yours DMing you or asking you things or? No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I don't know. Like before I moved to LA, I made this one comic about Adventure Time and I mm-hmm. posted it like the day of the last episode of Adventure Time. And it was like a very like nostalgic, like sort of like a diary comic-esque like sort of angle um and and i posted it like right before it aired you know on tv like the last episode and then it like blew up and i was like oh okay i guess i got lucky <laughs> oh so okay it's interesting like, it's one of those things where like i mean obviously it built from there but like i think like that was the thing that like i don't know you know how like I don't, I don't really understand how this stupid algorithm works, but in that one instance, it like worked in my favor, I guess. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And also, I guess the timing was right too. Right. With that episode. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know how the algorithm works either. So. Yeah. It's nobody knows. It's run by lizards. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Oh, we have one more question here. This is from uh, another Chicagoan. Uh, Mike underscored not sane. Oh yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike asked, uh, favorite medium to produce in and why? What's your current most ambitious dream project? So two questions Ooh. there. Okay. So favorite medium and dream pop project. Okay. Ooh. Well, I guess my favorite medium is pencil. I really like pencils. I got this one pencil as a gift. It's a uh, something wing. I don't remember the first part of the name, but it's like this cool pencil with like a nice eraser and it, it's a really soft like lead and I love it. Um, so I'd say that's probably my favorite medium, but like if that doesn't count as a medium, I guess I would say, gosh, that's so difficult. I have so many interests. This is so hard. (laughs) Um, maybe like screen printing, I guess I'd say that's a good medium. That's your preferred medium. I think so. I don't know. Would you ever do a whole comic as a screen-printed comic? Oh my god, yes. I would love to. Oh, that would be so easy, too, if you did, like, a one-page and then you fold it up. hmm Yeah. I mean, like, I should just do that. Yeah, that would be fun. Wow, you're giving me ideas, JD. Thank you. <laughs> hey, what, what can I say? I'm just, I I'm just an idea machine. <laughs> you're, just, you're just one guy who has lots of smart ideas. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Well, that's good. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to have like three answers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Screen printing, no uh, mm-hmm. pencil, one that I'm really getting into right now is I really want to do a project where I kind of do a series of um, paintings on cardboard, like 
like maybe cardboard sculpture sort of things, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I want to do like cartoons, but like on cardboard, like, I don't know. That sounds really silly and dumb, but like in my head, I'm like, yeah, that would be really cool. Like, yeah, on cardboard, like I love, I have a lot of cardboard for various projects and I'm like, oh, that would be cool. So I guess painting, I guess that counts as painting. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I'm not very good at answering this question. In my <laughs> but, do you um, have a preferred medium in painting? Like, do you prefer uh, acrylic? Do you prefer uh, gouache? Watercolor? Oh, yeah. Well, I've actually never used gouache. Oh. Yeah. But I, it looks really cool. Like, I'd look, I like to try it sometime. It's expensive. It is expensive. That's why I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. And I have a lot of like, I, I use mostly acrylic. I have some just big like bottles of like the Blick acrylic, you know, and then some other like little tubes of other colors. So I usually just like mix all that stuff together. Yeah. So I guess acrylic. Uh, I used to actually do oil painting in school, but that sucked. I hated that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It wasn't for you. It was not. I mean, I'm not an oil painter and I think oil painting is really cool. Like there's a lot of cool people who know how to like use it and master it. But um, of course, yeah. I ended up giving my oil uh, paint to a friend and they're using it effectively. So it's like, cool. It didn't go to waste. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've done some oil painting and oh, nice. maybe if I had more patience, I would like it, but I don't. Fair. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cause it has to take, okay. Yeah. If you want to get like that texture, like the smooth texture, you have to use a lot of like the fillers and then that takes forever to dry. And yeah. oh my gosh. I actually had a situation where I was, I had an oil painting that um, I'd taken home for the weekend to work on. And it was like really big one because they mm-hmm. were stupid and they were like, you have to do this big painting. I was like, okay. And so when I was taking it back to school the next week, I was so stupid. I like didn't wrap it up properly. And I was wearing this white like thing, oh, like no. jacket thing and like black oil paint gun all over it. Oh no. <laughs> I felt like such an idiot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was funny, though. <laughs> Oil painting is a no-go. It's cursed for me. Definitely, definitely acrylics are my favorite. Oh, his the second part of his question was, what was your current most ambitious dream project? Oh, current most ambitious. Um, well, I definitely... So, like, because I have Cold Boy Press, I want to, like, do, like, group projects with it. And... You know, like, I just want to, like, self-publish, like, I don't know, like, anthologies, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I have some ideas. Actually, like, here by my desk, I have, like, a bunch of post-its on my wall. It looks kind of crazy, actually, now that I'm looking at it. But <laughs> um, there's a, a lot of different zines, like, group zines that I want to do. So, like, right now I'm super into the whole, like, D&D thing. I mean, D&D is great. You know, it's fun. You can do anything with it. And a lot of people are playing their own games. So I'd like to do maybe like a group one where like we all have, I don't know, different parts of a story and like different characters interacting or something. And it's all drawn by like different artists. Um, That would be really cool. I don't know when I would do that because I have like just a lot of stuff that I'm doing right now, but I want to make it a priority. Like, I don't know, to do something like that before next year or like start it before next year. and. Also, like, uh, I guess project-wise, I really want to do, like, like drawing hangouts, you know, like, like drink and draws, I guess, but, like, you don't have to drink. And 
I don't know, just sort of like make little mini zines from those hangouts, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like ambitious, but like it's kind of ambitious getting people out of the house. So I don't know. <laughs> right. And actually an ongoing project that I'm doing right now that I guess is a little ambitious. I'm doing this project with Sophia and our friend Lisa. And Lisa also went to SAC. And we're like doing like little animation screenings. Like we like go up to our friends and we're like, hey, you have like an uh, an animated loop I saw that you made this one time. Do you want to like show it in our like little screening? And usually they say, yes, okay. So then we like compile like everyone and we do like a monthly like screening and that's been really fun because like i don't know it like exercises my ability to edit like video (laughs) which is a nice skill to have so yeah is that something that you want to do more of in terms of like actual like animation i don't i don't know i mean like this is just like a like a thing like we're doing right now um we Mm -hmm. our end goal for this is maybe keep collecting folks to like do uh screenings and then eventually like one day um maybe we do like a proper screening in like a little gallery like do a little pop-up and then like you could just uh what is it get one of those projectors and just like project it so that like and then like maybe have like friends come in and like who were like shown in the animation like if they make zines like they could sell a zine there or something like that'd be cool i don't know did that answer your question (laughs) i feel like it didn't yeah 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 (laughs) And you said that you've been working on a couple of different things right now. Are there any things that you can talk about that you're currently working on? Yeah. So I am recently unemployed, actually. And mm-hmm. it's really cool and scary. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to make it like doing freelance stuff solely. And it's going pretty well because honestly, I was making more money doing my freelance stuff than I was at my other job. Um, and that's really sad. That makes me so sad, (laughs) but like, (laughs) I'm finally giving myself that opportunity to like, try and figure that out. So wait, repeat your question. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. What, what current projects are you working on that you can talk about? Yeah. So like one of the current like freelancing things I'm doing, I can't really talk about, but it is like a comic. So I'm writing like a whole chapter of a, of a comic and I, yeah, I can't really go into like detail about it, but it's kind of like an anthology sort of. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, it's like a really, it actually is very fitting. Like the style of the writing is very much like similar to how I would write kind of. So like, it's a good fit. And that was really weird because like, I didn't, I don't know, like it's one of those things where like timing happens and you're like, Oh, someone reaches out about a project and you're like, thank goodness. Like (laughs) I needed that. Um, But like, yeah, that that's a really cool project that I'm doing right now. Um, And then, Oh, I'm working on the six, six, six zine with your friend, uh, Eric. So that's really cool. Oh, okay. For issue three. Yeah. For the the money issue. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Have you already finished it or are you still working on it? I'm still working on it. Oh my goodness. I'm hopefully going to have most of it done by like March 1st, I hope. I'm giving mm-hmm. myself like that hard deadline and I don't know. I think I'm going to make it. I hopefully like like send it to Eric and be like, hey, does this like look okay? And I don't know. He'll probably say whatever he wants to say. I hope it's good. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> He'll probably say yes, it's yeah. good and then publish I it. I hope so. <laughs> so... Well, maybe I'll send you like what it is and you can be like, ah, this sucks or whatever. 
<laughs> I, I yeah. don't think that's going to happen, okay. but yeah, I'd love to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's like, that's a project I can talk about. And that's a really cool one because I love everything that Eric's making. I love his Moon Rocks comic. It's so cute. It's so like, stupid <laughs> <fit> and funny. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like just the fact that he even reached out, he was like, hey, you want to like be a part of this? I was like, oh my goodness. Yes, of course. Yeah, that was cool. And oh, uh, I don't know if this is considered a project, but I got to be a part of Z Not Dead. That was cool. That was a fun thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that your first time? Yeah, it was my first time. Mm-hmm. How'd you like it? I was so nervous. I'm so bad at public speaking. <laughs> I'm so like, <laughs> even during this interview, like sometimes I like notice myself talking and I'm, and I'm just like, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> ah so stupid so yeah a few times like when i was reading my comics i stuttered uh embarrassingly and um i had to like restart a few comics because i was like i can't do this and i'm like oh this is why this is why i write comics because i can't talk to people (laughs) (laughs) so you know but yeah those are some cool projects i've been doing lately yeah nice yeah definitely Let's see. Well, uh, actually, tomorrow... Oh, well, I don't know when you're airing this, actually. <laughs> um, but like on the... What is it? The 18th, we're having uh, our Corrupted Frames, the animation screening. So that's a cool thing. And we like do that every month. So like, I don't know. Is it a certain day of the week every month or... Yeah, it's like usually the middle of the month. And um, okay, it's like... It, it never takes more than like five to 10 minutes for the whole thing because it's like a youtube video and it's just like mm-hmm. we uh premiere it so yeah and it's just like a bunch of like looping animation so that's like a fun thing that's coming up um and then cake of course is coming up so that's gonna be really fun i'm so excited oh i'm like excited to see everybody i'm excited to see you and like i don't know just everyone's gonna be there it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be a good time yeah it's gonna be a big deal i think because it's the first cake in what like four years i think yeah like four years oh my goodness yeah that's crazy crazy. yeah oh and then zine fest is happening or chicago zine fest is happening on may 20th uh Mm -hmm. which i was actually gonna go to uh like we were accepted as pull press but then you know we got rid of that so it's just it's not um i'm actually not going this year Mm -hmm. so we we forfeited our table we're actually doing well i mean me like me and like my friends and my sister's friends we're all going like on a bike ride to like honor her um because like her birthday was may 20th and she was like she was killed last year so you know we're just like we want to honor her in a way that she would really appreciate because she loved bike riding so we're like doing a whole day bike ride and it's uh yeah i'm i was like i'm not gonna do this that's not gonna work but I know that it's going to be wonderful for everyone who does go. So I know it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Uh, I remember you'd mentioned the, or at least I saw somewhere that there was going to be a scheduling conflict with that. But mm-hmm. um, but the bike ride sounds like it'll be really nice. Yeah, definitely. My sister was like, she like bike, she didn't drive. Like she, she wasn't really like interested in driving them and she would just like ride her bike everywhere. And like, mm-hmm. This crazy girl, she would like ride her bike in the freezing cold at like 10 p.m. She was so funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. So 
of course we have to like do the bike ride, you know, like yeah, must. And it's going to be like sad, but it's also like, it's good. So we're- Yeah, a good sad. Yeah. I know she's going to be like, I don't know, looking down on us and being like, like, hell yeah, like keep bike riding. Like, I don't know, like go visit wherever you can. Like she would. So, yeah. And your sister has come up quite a bit in your autobio work. Because mm-hmm. I know you, you talked about doing some comics about your dad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, I made a, was it a, a like a comic for Halloween? Yes, yeah. And uh, I called it like Pumpkintober. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I don't know, it's, uh, it was like mostly a story about, it, it was like a made up story that I made with Megan's friends, like two of her best friends. Um, like I sat down with them, I was like, hey, you guys, like I really want to write like a Halloween story about Megan, like with Megan, like with you guys, you know? And so we all sat down and they were like, yeah, we should do a story where like Megan's a witch and like, you know, or like we all have powers or something like, and they mentioned like, like, yeah, we should be like flying or whatever. And, you know, like these are 20, 20, 21 year olds. (laughs) They're, they're Mm. so funny with like all their, like, like the things that they're saying. And it's just like, it was super helpful because the whole story came out exactly how I imagined. And it was because they put in like like all these like little special things um and yeah just collaborating on like that idea was really nice and then like drawing it out i don't know i just really wanted to make a zine that about halloween about megan or i'm not i'm sorry not zine a uh, comic because mm-hmm. uh megan's like favorite holiday was halloween i mean halloween's a great holiday a lot of people love it but she loved it i think the most so i'm biased but yeah yeah so I think I might do that again next year, probably, probably like make it a, a yearly thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to include her in a lot of my work because I feel like she's influenced me a lot uh, as much as she liked to say that I influenced her. Like, I don't know. M- my sister was always like a, she always seemed to be like ahead of the curve with like trends or like even just like knowledge or like, I don't know, just in general. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the the Adventure Time thing, you know, like. She got me into Adventure Time. I didn't like it at first. <laughs> you know? Right, right. And like she's watched all of Bojack Horseman and like I've never seen it, but I heard it's really good. So, you know. <laughs> I don't know. She's just like always been like ahead of the curve. So I I still look to her for inspiration. That is very wholesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I miss her every day, but like, yeah, I I wanna try to honor her as much as possible. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I can't, uh, can't speak for either of you, but, um, it seems like it is something that she would, um, she'd be very happy to hear about. So. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. She loved comics. So yeah. Uh, all right. So I, where can people find you online? If, uh, if they want to check out more of your work, do you have a website, Instagram, yada, yada, plug it here if you want. I don't want them to find me. No, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, that meant to come off as like a funny joke and it sounded weird <laughs> um, but like yeah my instagram name is gingerbridge with two r's and i think on twitter which i kind of use sometimes but i kind of hate twitter i don't know i feel weird about twitter um but like you, i don't know i'm on there ginger bridget with three t's but only one r that's fun um <laughs> and my website is um, coldboypress.com. So, 
that's like yeah that's what everything is all right well uh ginger thanks so much for <laughs> I almost called you. I, I just called you Ginger. I have God people who call me that too, like in real Son life. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bridget, yeah, yes. Th- thank you very much for coming on the show. It's, it's yeah. good catching up and talking to you. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to seeing you in June at Cake. Absolutely, we're gonna get so much pizza. It's gonna be crazy. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm for sure excited. Cool, cool. Uh, All right. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, you know how it goes. Stay gutter. Thank you.